the system is the accountability or said other ways, we're accountable to the mission. You know, I talk about how success is inconvenient and and success doesn't care how you feel. (laughs) It takes what it takes. Um, You know, I had a conversation with somebody recently who wasn't feeling well and this and that, and there were some things going on. I said, the mission doesn't care how you feel. I said, I care how you feel, but the mission doesn't. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Hey everyone, it is a great day here at Estimate Rocket Radio and I want to give you all a warm welcome. My name is Kathleen, I'm the Director of Sales here at Estimate Rocket, and I am always joined by my fantastic co-host, Chris Shank. He is the leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hey, I'm great and excited to get in a contractor fight today. (laughs) I know. I know. So I don't hold anything back. Charm Reber knows how much I adore the ground he walks on. So it's kind of a little joke. But having Tom Reber in the studio today is so much fun. Tom is the founder of the Contractor Fight. It is an extraordinary national contracting coaching company. So if you don't know who he is, if you're living maybe underground or something, um, you will find out a lot about him today. He has been a coach for over 11 years. So really, there's no problem he's ever heard of that he hasn't solved yet. So he's a fun guy to talk to. He is also a past host of a popular HGTV series, Unfinished Business. I loved it and recorded every uh, session of it. And Tom's motto is to live unafraid. I think I have one of his t-shirts from his last summit. This is part two of a two-part podcast. I think this is an important topic because, you know, there's a lot going around. I I saw a article recently that was released in, I think, The Atlantic about toxic positivity and contrasting that with what is Mm. called often tragic optimism. So toxic Mm. positivity being like, they say you like you ignore negative emotions, experiences, um, or you're pretending to be normally happy all the time. Tragic optimism, I guess, is more of understanding like there is sorrow and pain in the world, but we can find meaning and hope in spite of that. And so there's different ways you could attack like being happy all the time. I'm sure, Tom, you're talking about going on the work site and people being upset that you weren't talking with them or whatever, you maybe had like, internally, I would have had a little bit of a reaction thinking like, okay, now am I supposed to be responsible for everybody's emotional state? Am am I supposed to be like sprinkling flowers on my path, you know, or everybody else's path to make sure everybody's feeling good. So you don't want to do that. But at the (laughs) same time to just be a bull in a China shop, that's not the way either. I love that you're saying there's a way to be direct. There's a way to hold people accountable without showing toxic positivity that's false and fake and, and pretentious, but you can really get things done. And, and one last thing, I want to give a little example, and I want to hear you comment on this, Tom, because this digs a little bit into something that I don't know if we're talking enough about in leadership. I hear a lot of people talking about mm-hmm. caring for the emotional needs of your team. This is great. However, I just, I don't hear enough about holding people accountable. So when I, uh, we had a family event my uh, soon-to-be wife and her family and, uh, and myself, we went out and did an Escape the Room St. Louis. It was a lot of fun. It was actually this little dungeon scene, and you were 
kind of, they split up the group and you were caged in two different areas. And then you had to solve all these puzzles together, toss keys back and forth into the cages. And finally you released it. And then you went mm-hmm. to this open room and try. So it's really fun, really cool, very challenging, but there is leadership that emerged and it was fun watching who assumed what roles and what people did. And there's, there was a communication style that happened. It was very fast paced. You know, you're trying to get everything done in an hour. You're disagreeing a lot. You know, like what should we be spending our time solving right now? Lots of disagreement, lots of conflict, but you know, being kind in the midst of that was kind of interesting. But one thing we didn't sacrifice is that directness that holding each other accountable to either solve the puzzle you're working on or move over and let somebody else do it or fall in line. If you're the key holder and somebody else is solving the puzzle puzzle, then you're just walking in and unlocking the door and stepping back out of the way. So, you know, that's kind of interesting too. But my point is with any kind of team activity, there's real structure. There's real hierarchy, in my opinion, that develops. There's real responsibility and accountability and kind of dealing with each other's emotions takes a back seat while you kind of move on trust with the relationships you've already developed, like go time is no time to deal with feelings in some circumstances. So Tom, I just threw a lot out there. Talk to me. Do you see this happening where people are treading softly and maybe too softly in leadership? Or do you think that's not Mm -hmm. happening? I guess there's some questions there. Well, you're a heartless bastard. Um, (laughs) Uh, Tell me to smile more. Just tell me. Just kidding. No, I, this is great because Number one, when I hear hold me accountable, Mm. I want to rip my face off because (laughs) I hold myself accountable, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. just how I am and that's who I want to hire. So I think hiring right, which is a whole other conversation, um, gets you people that are self-accountable, right? However, the the big picture here, I think, is one of the things I've talked about here in our coaching is the system is the accountability, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. or, or, or said other ways, uh, uh, we're accountable to the mission. Okay. And so, um, you know, I talk about how success is inconvenient and and success doesn't care how you feel. (laughs) It takes what it takes. Um, you know, I had a conversation with somebody recently who wasn't feeling well and this and that, and there were some things going on. I said, the mission doesn't care how you feel. I said, I care how you feel, Mm. but the mission doesn't. So when we're here, we got to dial it in, lock it in and and do our jobs. And if there's support that you need outside of that or whatever, I'm here, the team is here. Um, You know, but when you have a system that is built around number one, having a clear role, most people don't know what their role is in the business and how they add value to the company and why they matter. Mm. Right. So they need need to have a clear role. Uh, You need to have some sort of metrics that are in their control that you can measure and then consistent conversation around that. And, you know, just back to the, back to the weekly crew leader meeting, right. With your small painting company or big painting company, if you got, you know, four crew leaders in the rule in the room, you know, their job is to bring the jobs in at or under budget with a great experience and a safe workplace and all that other stuff, right? That's the clear role. And then the metrics you control might be you're tracking the man hours and gross profit. And then the consistent conversation is every Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day you do it, that's when we come here and the system is accountable. Because again, nobody wants to report their crappy numbers in front of their peers. So 
you know, we, we have accountability on our weekly call in the fight and we, we cover a certain, certain number of things based on different programs or uh, metrics that we're after. And there's people that own these things, you know, my videographer, he's, he's in charge of certain things with, you know, things that happen on our, on our YouTube channel and other videos, and he needs to give an account for that. So I would encourage people set it up to where there's clear expectations. And then you, that you're not, you're not always the bad guy. You know, it's like when you go buy something at the store and they scan it and they go, eh, it's 8375. The machine's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, the cashier's <laughs> just the cashier. Hey, man, I don't know. This is what the machine told me. You know, <laughs> so you know, I'm it. unemotional to this. So you want it or not? <laughs> like, I just think, um, and yeah. I know this is tough, but I, it's only tough if we haven't been doing some of the things that we've been talking about earlier. You know, yeah. what's in it for them and communicating, being consistent and the platinum rule and, um, you know, going to them where they're at and having their back and communicating probably, and none of us are ever going to do this perfectly. I mean, I probably, I may be 50% success rate on the way I communicate on a daily basis. Yeah. Cause there's always something I could look at the game tape of, or in the rear view mirror and go, yeah, I could have done that differently. I spend yeah. a, lot, a lot of my time, you know, you know, making apology phone calls. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I, two, 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 uh, two <laughs> women in our business last week, we had a stressful day. I was on edge for some stuff. Uh, you know, that was going on. I was just being typical me. And I talked to each one of them on the phone briefly. And about an hour later, I sent them both a text. I was driving. I sent a voice text. I said, Hey guys, I feel like I came across like really intense and upset and I, and, and on edge. And I want you to know that it has nothing to do with you. And I'm apologize for my tonality. If you felt that way. Oh, good. You know, And they both replied, no, we get it. We're good. We know you love us. And, and again, this comes back to the, we talk about in the contractor fight every single day in some sort of team meeting or whatever we have is we will never let anyone out love us with the way we show up for our clients Hmm. and our members. And so we're, and and that starts with us loving each other and having each other's backs. Mm -hmm. Wow. Sounds like our core values. Yeah. I think we're very aligned on that. (laughs) Because you're so, like the happiest person in the world. <laughs> so I try to be. Chris, has she ever had a ever come in without a smile? Have you ever seen? Oh it? no. Oh, oh, <laughs> stop it. No. Everybody. No, I I have what? days that, you know, various <laughs> things get me down, but you really have to your thoughts mm-hmm. turn into your reality. Yep. And when you're just filled with negative thoughts, well, your your day, your life isn't going to be much of anything. So you really have to strive to to just be appreciative and positive and see the greatness in everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, this this world can be cruel and hard, and I think to this whole conversation today, I love when you said you need to see the best in everyone. And if you start seeing the best in everyone, then they perform at such a high level. So we really, we, we love our customers. We love our team. We just, Tom, I don't know if I told you this, but, um, cause I haven't seen you for a while, but mm-hmm. in 2022, we doubled the company. Love it. So, you know, as to your point of you better hire correctly, we take a lot of time to interview people, to ask them questions, to give them tests and personality tests and, and aptitude tests, and just to make sure that 
the core that we talk about our core values so that we make sure that when we bring a team member on that they fit just like all the other team members. So Mm. our personalities tend to mesh really, really well because everyone has, has had, we've taken a lot of time to evaluate, is this the right person to bring into our team? Yep. Yeah, it's important. It takes a lot of time. It takes money to to um, you know pay for all the tests and and all that. But it's mm-hmm. so worth it because firing is is an ugly negative thing that you have to do as a as a business owner, and it's just not where you want where you want your state of mind to be in. You you want to be optimistic and looking at the best in everyone when you're setting these principles for your company. Okay. And and you're talking to leaders about setting this tone for their company and communication. And they're looking for the goal of making people feel important. How do do you train that into leaders? I guess is my last question. And I know this Mm -hmm. is pretty, you know, it's a loaded question in that you could go on forever. I'm sure this is partly what contractor fight is all about, how to train your team. Mm -hmm. But is there any kind of quick wins on training your people on those ideas of making people feel important. That's how you got to show up every day. Number one, you got to be the example, Mm -hmm. right? If that's, if that's what I want, you know, flowing through the company and the culture and Mm -hmm. how we treat each other. And this, it, it starts with, with me intentionally showing up that way with every interaction I have and, and, you know, uh, and practicing it in live time in front of them. Because, Mm -hmm. um, if you're, if you're, rude and short with your people, they're going to be rude and short with each other and your customers. Right. Right. Exactly. So number one's example. Number two, I think it's um, do something to facilitate everyone on the team getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, when you know what's going on in someone's life, um, you're going to show up and have their back more because every everybody has something going on, you know, that's weighing on them. And so Um, I would, you know, spend some time together and, um, you know, one of, one of my friends, mentors and and partners in the past, you know, he used to go on a quarterly truth hike with his team. They just go out in the woods and hike. Mm. And it was one of the most powerful things because everybody got really vulnerable on this hike for some reason, you know, because they were out and they were walking and they were in a single final line going through these trails. And they're like, and Steve, he would open it up. He'd go, all right, guys, how have I failed you in the last quarter? (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, what, who's, who's got something going on in their life right now that they need a help, a hand with or whatever, you know, it just facilitates over time. And then I think it's, um, as crazy as it sounds, it, you got to, it's practice just like we do sales role plays. We should do communication role plays with the company. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we used to train our crew leaders how to have a difficult conversation with a, a, or a conversation with a difficult homeowner right? Yeah. Or you got an underperforming person on your crew. We would role play how to have a conversation with somebody on the crew. That's not pulling their weight, hmm. you know? So what, you know, how can we practice that? So being the example, but then talking about, um, you know, uh, encouraging like practicing, but encouraging people. We, we have one person who's in charge of quite a bit in our company. And, um, and this person, we, uh, about a year ago, I had a conversation. I said, we, we have your back. You know what you're doing. You are trusted. 
I need you to be more assertive, hmm. right? Um, be more assertive. Like one of our values this year is go for it. So go for it. Don't second guess yourself. So I also think that, you know, making you know, part of the training is encouraging people. And then when they do voice their opinion on something, don't shoot them down right away. Um, the same person, it's so funny. We're having this conversation last week. There's something I wanted to pull the big surprise here that I wanted to pull the trigger on right now in the business <laughs> and, and do, <clears throat> and I was on with this person and another person and Neil, my CEO. And when I called into the call, Neil says, Hey, so-and-so has something they want to share with you, um, about this thing you want to do. And this person outlined, um, by the way, this is the type of person you want launching your space shuttle because they're going to check all the boxes. So right. anyway, um, this person was, this is my concern with this. This is this, this is this. And uh, I, I think we need to do this thing, but I'd like to roll it out April 1st and made the case for it. And I'm sitting there. Now, my first reaction was, no, we're doing this now because Tom's always on the attack, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> and I And I just, I calmed down. I wasn't like mad or anything, but I just kind of took a breath. I took a step back and I said, well, you did ask this person to be more assertive hmm. and to speak up and you need to make sure that this is a safe place. And this is not a hill you're willing to die on. So give them what they want right now. Mm -hmm. And so I conceded and I'm like, Hey, makes total sense to me. Thanks so much for, you know, being direct and sharing, you know, this and that. And you can, you can tell there was a sense of relief. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I think it's, we got to model it. We have to be clear on what we want somebody to grow. And, hey, you need to be a better communicator. Well, what does that mean? Right. Right. It means I want to get in shape. Well, what does that mean? Get mm -hmm. clear, you know? Mm -hmm. um, hey, I, I think you do a great job internally, but whenever you talk, uh, yeah, I had a sales guy years ago who every time everything was great. The minute money came up, he puckered up and his voice shook and people lost confidence in him. So it's no different than that. Me saying, Hey, salesperson, you know, let's, let's role play this scenario that seems to get you hung up all the time. Right. You know, we got your back on this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love at the contractor fight. You guys talk about practice a lot, or I don't know if you use that word practice, but you talk about practicing and role playing. And I think that is an answer for how, what should be happening in training that's not mm -hmm. always happening and mm -hmm. probably because people feel a little silly or they don't understand the point of it or they don't know how to build it. Maybe that's really what it is. Leadership doesn't know how to build it. Um, we used to do that as I was a social worker right out of college and we practiced conversations with high risk and high needs um, families, you know, how to mm -hmm. talk to parents about child development or, you know, getting a job or, you know, um, how to get more education, whatever it is, you, you practice these scenarios of, if a kid was in a risky environment, how do you, and, and there's nothing to really report as far as abuse or neglect, but some things are borderline. How do you have yeah. that conversation without driving a parent away to where they left the program? So you kind of had to practice because this could be somebody's well-being, you know, for a lifetime, you know, because your formative totally. years, you only have a few of those. So there's so many things, finely tuned things at stake there. Mm -hmm. And we practice, 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 practice. And by the time we were going out in homes as social workers, we had an idea of what to expect. We had a repertoire of decisions that we just pulled a file and said, mm -hmm. hey, that seems to apply here. And 
So I, I just because I've seen that side of it, I see the value of it. I hear so many good things coming out of the contractor fight. Um, let me ask you real quick. I know people are going to want to know, okay, how do I find out more? If they already don't know about you, which I saw you guys were ranked <laughs> as like a top, some of the, maybe one of the top two contractor podcasts in, in the United States. And I, I saw that I was like, good for contractor fight. That's so <laughs> awesome. But how do people find out more about what you guys are doing? Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, the easiest way is go to the contractorfight.com. And mm. if they want to grab a, a copy of Winning the Contractor Fight, it's a book I wrote in 2021. You can go to the, it's on the homepage there. You just click a button and you could get a free copy, just pay shipping and handling. Or you can go to the contractorfight.com forward slash book. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And it is outstanding. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Working on another one on selling. So we're, oh, great. Uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be, oh, out you know, this I'll summer. buy that one so, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're, I'm excited about that. Just, just got it outlined, uh, wrapping up the outline and, and, uh, getting ready to start attacking that. So congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. Can't wait. Well, Tom, again, this has been fun. And of course we want more time, but we'll have to do it next time. Thank you so much for being on estimate rocket radio. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Tom. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. The machine's the bad guy.